Fantasy World, this is Todd coming at you from Houston, Texas with Fantasy 101 with Todd. Today I want to get right to uh, the main thing I wanted to get out there is that our new website that we got up, I listed rankings that are updated. These rankings will be updated. There will be a date when you click on the menu and you click the rankings uh, of your choice. In the right-hand corner, there will be a date. That is the date that the rankings were listed. These will be changing... One to two times a week, depending on activity around the league, I will try to stay as current as possible on the rankings. I understand that there's rankings uh, all around the fantasy world right now. Everybody's coming out with their own opinion. I have uh, my opinion on these rankings are listed as is on the website. And the way I have them listed is depending on... The scoring system, standard PPR, half-point PPR. The list I have now is standard. The standard list, uh, this is how this is a cross-off list, and this is how I have we have it labeled on the website. You list your players. This kind of goes into what people were asking me on the chat part of the website yesterday. I got a few questions about how I approach different formats. It's pretty simple. I really could go into a lot of, and I keep hearing this around the fantasy football podcast world, uh, a lot of different guys are getting really fancy with the way they approach these drafts. The no running backs, no wide receiver approaches, you, uh, waiting on a quarterback, how deep and you know not deep certain areas are, waiting on that tight end until the very end and taking it. There's a million different ways to approach a draft. I want to make it very clear. The reason why I started this is I don't agree with everything I hear from the Matthew Berries, which I respect all of those uh, uh, experts. Absolutely. I do respect them. I read articles all the time. But I form my own opinions. There's a lot that I disagree with that I've noticed over the last 20 or so years of playing this at a very competitive level that most of the time my gut is right. And that is why I feel like I need to be doing this. And the reason why I'm saying this is my rankings are not going to line up with everybody else's rankings. There are reasons and I encourage anybody that has any questions about my rankings to ask me, and I will explain to you why I have that player listed ahead or behind a certain player. The reason why I lift, list my rankings as cross-off lists is because I want it to be simple enough to where you can print my rankings, and depending if it's in the right format, you can just cross off each player listed. And if you're in a hurry or you're drafting online or you haven't got to do your homework on any players, you drift, uh, uh, print my uh, cross-off lists and they will easily guide you through the draft. I have put thought in, you know, into the order in which I would take these guys. I stand by... Uh, as of the date of the release of the rankings, I will stand by each one of those. And each time the rankings are released, I uh, I don't do these uh, half-heartedly. I really put thought into these rankings. And I truly believe if you stay uh, with me on the cross-off approach, you should get the best player available 
at that position, uh, depending on who's at the end of your list, if you're looking for that wide receiver or running back, quarterback, tight end, um, they will be on the list and just cross it off. And as you go along, um, you will get the best value. Now, the reason why I say that there's going to be some difference in my rankings compared to other rankings because there's players that I truly feel are going to rise. Um, and these are players that I will be looking for in my drafts. And the approach I want to take with this podcast is the way I approach drafts. I want to relay that on to you guys so you uh, can at least have the option to approach drafts in a similar way that I have, considering that I have a winning history of approaching these drafts this way. Um, and the way I do it is with cross-off list. I will, you know, I'll have my PPR list, I'll have my standard list, I'll have my half-point PPR list in each uh, 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 position uh, category and I will cross off that list when I think I need it. So if you even take your zero running back or zero wide receiver approach, I guess the big one right now is zero running back, which I'm not a fan of. Uh, but if you do do that, um, cross off those running backs. And when you get to that round five or six, when you're loaded with your receivers, Look at the top of whatever I have listed in the cross-off list and go for it. I think you will at least get the best value. Do I think there's going to be a ton of value if you take the zero running back approach? I am standing firm with no. I still keep hearing all around the fantasy world that the best approach, a lot of people, a high percentage of people are taking zero running back. I believe it changes every draft. My approach to drafts change depending on the scoring format and who I'm drafting with. So know who you're drafting with. And I do do some blind leagues online. And if you are doing a blind league online and you don't know who you are drafting with, but you're in an ESPN league with 11 other guys from around the world, and you are trying to uh, approach the draft in a certain way that is blind uh, in the way that you don't know who you're playing with, I get that. And if you get stuck in that situation, I suggest you get these cross-off lists that I produce or get a cross-off list of your own, which is what I suggest, using my list and maybe go off some other guys' list as well. I have no problem with that. Get a few lists, get your own opinion, get the guys you like, and make a cross-off list. This is why I'm going to always do my rankings as cross-off lists, because that's what they should be. Uh, this, will, of course, will change come uh, regular season when we're dealing with daily fantasy, you know, FanDuel, DraftKings, you know, PPR is the format that they use. Um, a lot of the rankings will be in the seasonal league rankings. We will also do some weekly rankings as the season starts. And, of course, that will get us through the rest of the regular season. Into fantasy playoffs will be our weekly rankings. And we'll do um, definitely go over some daily fantasy, which is very important in the fantasy football world going into this season. I think it's going to be the biggest daily fantasy football year yet since there's been a lot of legalization of the uh, uh, money crossing ways in the um, daily fantasy universe. So I think it's going to really be an uptick. When it comes to fantasy football, that's another reason why I started this community. I feel like it's going to be of utmost importance in the fantasy football community to have an informed uh, player pool so that uh, you know it's fair out there and guys um, can get out there and win some money 
knowing um, what they need to know and can depend on who um, is really giving them reliable information. Um, the next thing I wanted to get to is uh, I wanted to let everybody know also on the rankings that uh, if you see eyeballs uh, by a guy, it's a uh, it's an emoji that I used. It's a that means I'm watching that player. They're doing well in camp, or I think they're rising, or I have risen them in the rankings. So it's one of the three that it's basically just keep an eye on this guy. This is a guy I would be looking for in this tier. We go one through five on the tiers in our rankings because we basically do a top 50. It covers about five tiers, uh, depending on the position group. Of course, tight ends will not have five tiers. There's no need to list that many tight ends. And the same with quarterbacks. We'll just do a few tiers for the quarterbacks. Uh, my tiers happen to be bigger than most other rankings because I feel like they get a little bit too tier crazy. Um, I like to group at least 10 to 12 guys in each tier, if not more. I think it makes it simple, you know, uh, it makes it a little bit easier for the average drafter um, to look at and go over. Um, I just, I really believe that the rankings that we release weekly will put you in a position to win some money or some bragging rights in your seasonal. So don't forget to check out the website and the rankings and to throw me a chat or an email. I do not mind. The email is at fantasy Todd's picks. I'm sorry. Todd's fantasy picks at gmail.com. Todd's fantasy picks at gmail.com. Okay. I wanted to go over some injuries around the league that are being talked about right now and how to approach them as far as the draft. The first name I want to get out of the way is a name that is dropping in ADP and draft rankings pretty rapidly uh, because he's with the Patriots, which is a first strike, uh, and he's dealing with an injury with Bill Belichick as the head coach there in New England, which is a second pretty big strike. He's out for the preseason. That's a third huge strike, considering we're dealing with Bill Belichick but I do believe once he's healthy a few weeks in, Sony Michelle will push Burkhead for some carries, and he will steal some carries from Burkhead. So draft Burkhead. Uh, the Sony Michelle and Burkhead are, is a two-headed monster as far as this situation. Sony Michelle will come back probably week one, is what all um, reports indicate. He will be productive I would say in week two to three which should drop you down into the seventh eighth round for Sony Michelle he's still going in the back end of the sixth round is where uh, fantasy pros and a few other sites have him at I think that's a little too high I think before the eighth round if you've got some guys in your league that are a little froggy that love the Patriots let them worry about Sony Michelle because even when he does come back as talented as he is He's in the Patriots' backfield. And the Patriots' backfield, if everybody is healthy, is a confusing disaster every year and will burn you. You've got Rex Burkhead. You've got Sony Michelle. Uh, you've got Hill coming up that's, you know, raising eyebrows in camp. You still got Mike Gillisley there. Uh, I don't trust their backfield. But if you want some Sony Michelle information, he's the, one of the bigger names on the injury list. Draft at your own peril. I won't say peril, but definitely draft at your own risk. I wouldn't go touch him before the eighth round, which means you probably wouldn't get him in most drafts, but that's my honest opinion. Carson Wentz is another guy that 
A lot of people are bouncing around right now in a few of my keeper leagues. He is a kept player. When he's on the field, he's amazing. Is he going to be on the field week one? It does not look like it. When will he be back? My guess is probably by week two or three. Will he perform like last year? I think that's the biggest question. I really do believe so. I don't know if he's going to run as much, but the talent is not going to disappear. The kid is going to be able to throw the ball. Will he be a little worried with the rush coming at him with that neat, freshly surgically repaired knee? Absolutely. He is a human being, but I still think he's Carson Wentz with a ton of talent. It should drop him in the draft. I I wouldn't touch him before the 7th, 8th round. I know a lot of people are taking him in the 5th or 6th. He's in that top 5 quarterback range. When he's totally 100% and healthy, Carson Wentz is a 4th, 5th round quarterback. He's up there in that top 5. But he's not a healthy quarterback. He's got a knee injury. If you can get value for him and a decent backup, which this year is the year of the backup, it's a very deep quarterback pool. It's not bad having Carson Wentz. If you did reach on him, say he is a keeper, and you kept Carson Wentz, you lose a fourth, fifth rounder. That's not a bad deal. It still is Carson Wentz. Just realize, get a good backup and wait for Wentz to get in there, and you should be fine. If you don't have Carson Wentz, it doesn't hurt to wait. And my honest opinion on Carson Wentz is I just have a bad feeling. I can't put my finger on it. He's dealing with the knee. Foles is there. He's perfectly capable. I think there might be a little hesitation. If he's not 100% ready as of today, you know, as of August 14th, he is not 100% ready and not looking like he's starting the season. I would definitely draft Wentz with uh, my eyes wide open. The third, uh, another injury-prone player that I want to talk about is Golden Tate. Very productive. When I say injury-prone, it's usually nothing big, but it's just enough to worry in the season. I think a lot of times it's just enough to hinder some of his production. Does he catch a ton of balls every year? Absolutely. Golden Tate every year is going to catch around 100 balls every year. He's going to get that 120, 130 target share there in Detroit. But he's dealing with a knee issue. It doesn't seem to be too. Uh, uh, it doesn't seem to be too serious as of right now, as of today. But it's definitely something to keep an eye on. The guy I connect with this is Marvin Jones. If if Golden Tate has any kind of injury issue, Marvin Jones is going to skyrocket up that rankings list. I almost wanted to tag him on the rankings list just because I feel like he's going to be a bigger part of that offense than people are giving him credit for. But Golden Tate, if he does stay healthy, he's really a PPR guy for me, but he's still a decent flex back, back end wide receiver, mid-level actually, back into probably a more of a front end wide receiver three and standard. In PPR, he's a good wide receiver, too. He's going to get a lot of targets, but he is on my entry list. Definitely keep an eye on his reports coming out of camp. I don't think it would be the end of the world if he sat out the rest of camp just to be healthy going into the season, but the NFL usually does not work out that way. They like their guys to get their workouts in August. So that is an issue and a situation that we have got to... uh, Pay attention to as the season approaches because Tate is going around that fifth round, fifth, sixth round area in standard 12-team leagues. 
I think it's about right for a healthy Tate. An unhealthy Tate drops for me back to the seventh, eighth round. Jones will actually get a little bit more credit. He's in the same area, believe it or not, right around the mid-fifth round. Marvin Jones, I would keep a star by him. There's going to be a lot of guys that forget about Marvin Jones, as they do every year. He's one of those players that people forget about. Marvin Jones for the Detroit Lions, put a star by it. I know there's a million different little weird stats about how he doesn't catch very many balls, but he gets a chunk every time he catches it. Will he be able to keep up with that? Are the Lions going to try to run the ball more? Matt Stafford is there, and Matt Stafford wants stats. Marvin Jones is healthy on the field, stretching the field for Matt Stafford. He's going to have a similar year to last year, which is a very productive year. I think he's going about right right now in about mid-fifth round. I think Tate is the one a little high here. I would put Jones ahead of Tate just because um, they're basically a flip for me in PPR and standard. I would put Jones and Tate about five spots ahead of each other, between each other, you know, three to five spots between each other. Flipped in PPR would be Tate ahead of Jones, and standard it is Jones ahead of Tate. Marlon Mack is the next injured player I want to talk about. I've been high on this kid since he came into the league. He's got a ton of talent. He had a little bit of a rough start last year, but he had injury issues last year as well. This year it's a hamstring issue, and hamstrings are something I dealt with in my youth in athletics and just by watching football my whole life and just sports in general. Hamstrings are really tough to deal with. Soft tissue injuries are brutal. The running pack position with all the cutting and the running, I'm worried about Marlon Mack. He's probably, probably going to drop in my rankings. I think Wilkins, the rookie there in Indianapolis, is the guy. He's, I have him um, uh, starred on my rankings as far as a guy to watch. I love Wilkins, the rookie in Indianapolis. Hines is going to get the third down work. He's the other rookie in Indianapolis. He's not in my rankings. He may creep up there depending on what happens to Marlon Mack. But if Marlon Mack continues to struggle with this injury, Wilkins, the rookie that they just drafted, Jordan Wilkins, is the future there RB1 in my opinion. Will it happen right off the bat? No, but I I don't think it's a bad idea to take him late in drafts. Uh, anything after the 10th round, I would not be against. Um, the last guy I want to talk about is Sammy Watkins. He's got a hip issue in Kansas City. He uh, has been a guy that has been up and down with injuries throughout his career. It doesn't seem to be very important right now. I don't think they're planning anything long-term as far as sitting him out, but it's something they've been doctoring in camp. I would keep an eye on that as far as his connection with uh, Mahomes and how that goes because Mahomes is going to need Watkins to go deep from time to time for that offense to work right. I'm excited about Watkins' uh, future there in Kansas City as well as that offense with Andy Reid. I think it's going to produce quite a bit of fantasy-relevant players. So Watkins is another one to keep an eye on. I think he's going to be fine. He's going about mid-fifth round. I do not have a problem with taking him in the back end of the fifth round. Uh, Honestly, I would be more comfortable with the sixth round with Sammy. 
but he seems to be going right around there. And he may drop, if he continues to have these issues in camp with injuries, he may drop a bit in his ADP and, and my list as well. But as of right now, I think it's going to heal up. I think he's going to be an outside weapon along with Tyreek Hill for Patrick Mahomes. I think Mahomes, they want to see what they got in that kid. He's going to air it out. Mistakes or not, I think Mahomes is going to be uh, the future for a long time there in Kansas City. Well, I hope you uh, got some info that's going to help you out. If you have any questions on what I've gone over and want to go over in any more detail, get in touch with me through Todd's fantasypicks at gmail.com or visit the website fantasy101.simdiff.com fantasy101.simdiff.com This is Todd with the 101 in Houston. Till next time, guys.